The Good Buddies Anime Podcast is hosted by two rowdy, foul-mouthed American cowboys. Listener discretion is advised. What's up and welcome into the Good Buddies Anime Review. I am your good buddy Roger. And I am your good buddy Brandon. Hey Brandon, how you doing buddy? I'm alright buddy, how are you buddy? I got bonks dude, I'm, my <laughs> bell is ringing. Yes, a box fell on Roger's head at work and he, he <laughs> I walked in there after it had happened and he said I have a concussion and I was like, so you need to go to the hospital? No. It sounds like you might need to go to the hospital, but... <laughs> He's been having a bit so, of a headache. No yeah. ramble today. We're just going to get this yeah, and get on I, out. I, I've struggled through a headache all day. And it's not like my normal migraine headaches. Like yeah, This yeah. is a genuine, like, uh, uncommon for me headache in which my whole head is hurting. Specifically in the should, area around my temple should, in which I got bonked. You should probably go to the hospital, bud. <laughs> no, nah, man, I'll never financially recover from that. All right. Your boy's got no uh, insurance. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> Uh, but Roger, that's neither here nor there. We will we will talk all about how you have uh, you know irreparably damaged your own brain and possibly are going to become a serial killer because of your frontal lobe uh, accident, uh, which is very common. But uh, today we're going to talk about one of our favorite shows, uh, one that we, I mean, I think we both talked about it in episode zero. Yeah, we were talking about our our favorite animes um, ever, and look. We're talking about Cowboy Bebop ahead of the live-action Netflix thing coming out. We thought it'd be fun. Yeah. And here's the thing, y'all. I just want to say this right now. If y'all are coming in uh, thinking this is going to be a serious critique of the show, we're going to talk about you know how it related when it came out, how it is now, how times have changed and therefore tastes have changed, perhaps you know maybe any issues we have with the story. Let me tell you right now, you can go ahead and click off of this one because this is Brandon's comfort anime. Yeah. If you think Brandon's not about to whack off Cowboy Bebop, you need to get the fuck out. I am fully, <laughs> I'm, I'm going full uh, the green haired girl from uh, freaking uh, uh, Komi-san on this one. I am this anime's dog and I fucking love it. I just love Cowboy Bebop. It is so good. It's just very good. Um, so that's it. Like, like that's basically it. I don't even think we're gonna do scores because yeah, no, look, if we did scores, it would it's, be a ten. It's one of the most iconic. You of know, all it's time. A, we just wanted to talk about this thing that we both love ahead of the new show drop in, which we will talk about yeah, probably which, a couple you weeks. You know, now. first live action that we talk about. Pretty exciting. It's gonna be a good time, uh, or maybe not, and it'll suck. Yeah, Who maybe. Maybe it'll suck. Look, it's not gonna measure up. You can't really. Uh, look, I, so I it, have, it, it can be fun. I have a feeling that it will. I don't know. I'm willing to say that I think that it will be good. I th- I th- I'm, I'm hopeful it'll be good. I think looking at what we've seen so far, it'll be good. Um, I'm going to say what I said, the same thing I said about the Sonic movie when they announced that. It can't be good, but it could be fun. And you know what the Sonic movie was? Pretty fucking good. So that's a pleasant surprise for me, and that's how I want to walk into this one. Yeah. You can't be disappointed if you don't expect it. The bar is very low for anime uh, adaptations. Yeah, no so. shit. Uh, I mean, I mean, they just <laughs> basically, all they have to do is catch the essence of the show, and and we're going to be happy with it. Yeah, it'd be a good time. 
But uh, let's talk about this one, man. Do you want to go on the list like we usually do? Yeah, yeah, let's do so it. So if we were doing a review, we would start with the story and setting to yep. talk about this one. Roger, do you want to take it or do you want me to talk? Um, yeah. It'd probably be, I guess for the sake of this one, especially since it's taking me so long to think about the things that I want to say. He's got a head injury. I will probably, I'll probably highlight, highlight in behind you. Also, okay. I'm messing up every other word. Do you um, need to go to the hospital? No, nah, man, I'll never financially recover from that. Dude, right, it's a well, very light, you know, like if the, if it is an actual concussion or something like that, all right. it's a very, very light one. You can have a mild, you know, not a big deal. I was just listening to a podcast, you know, earlier this past <laughs> week where one of the people, uh, a cabinet, their, their cat had knocked over a cabinet that hit him on the head. And they were like, I think I have a concussion. And I was like really concerned about that person. So just want y'all to know. So, Roger Roger did like this didn't just happen. I do have a bump on my head. He's got a little goose egg. Yeah, and and part of my brain is coming out. You said a little red. That's, that's not that's part brain, of your brain. Dude. That's my brain. That's not what that is. He did like this happened uh, the day a day ago. Yeah, and he I had was, a sleep since then, and he didn't die. His yeah, pupils are moving. I'm good. <sighs> it's just the brain fog and stuff that I'm dealing yeah, with. Yeah, all right, dude. Look, if any of y'all are concerned, I'm more concerned. Anyway, I think I'm okay, man. Cowboy Bebop okay. is a great show. Uh, it's a bit of a what would you call it? like a space western, like a yeah, neo, man. A, a noir kind of thing. Uh, it is a little bit detective show, a little bit um, you know straight up western, uh, very actiony. Uh, with just it, if there's one thing I can say about this show, it has more style than I think anything I've ever seen. Yeah, it is. It also has a good it. bit of like uh, like a kung fu movie behind it. Too, oh yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so the show follows a group of bounty hunters. We start with two, and more add on through the episodes. By episode nine, you've got like the full crew, mm-hmm. uh, and they are hopping across the uh, the you know uh, star system. Uh, this is in a future where there is a what is it called the the some kind of space gate. I forget what they actually call it. The the gates. Yeah, they have these gates that let you go into hyperspace and get across uh, to other planets very quickly. So we've colonized Mars. There's people on the moons of Jupiter and shit. It's rad. Um, and there's big cities all over these different planets and moons. And that is the world we're in. And there are criminals, and they're jumping around. So these guys are bounty hunters. They want to get paid. And I'm, that's the show, basically. I'm pretty sure it's just space gates, and like uh, that lead into hyperspace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the hyperspace gates. Yeah. There you go. We found. We got the halo. The halos. <laughs> it's the halos. It's the it's the it's the Fargate. Yeah. It's the Stargate. <laughs> the Stargate Fargate. Uh we're not getting sued. Um but no, yeah, that's that's the show basically. Uh beyond that, there is a bunch of lore behind these characters. You've got the dude who was uh formerly uh part of this major crime syndicate who has a, a very uh checkered past and apparently some uh damn near literal demons uh in his closet that he wants to deal with. Uh, you've got the former cop uh, who has been uh, has his own issues with uh, his former partners and or literal partners, both romantically and on the force. Uh, you mm-hmm. have the mysterious femme fatale who uh, they call Lady Luck because she loves to gamble, uh, but who also damn she ain't all that lucky. She ain't all that <laughs> fucking lucky. Uh, but who also has a. a mysterious past that's a mystery to even her because she doesn't remember a lot of it and she may or may not be a couple hundred years old who knows uh and then there's uh 
the goofy ass hacker kid who's just perfect. Yeah. Ed. And the dog. Fine. There's a dated I, dog. There's dude, a genius you, dog. I literally, you know, I had friends that, that get have gotten Welsh corgis before, and oh, now yeah. a damn one of them had named it Ein. It's always Ein. It has, I guess it has been. You can't if I have had a Welsh one. corgi, I would name it something else. I would not name it Ein because I feel like everybody's corgi is named Ein. You would name it some other word that means one. Yeah. I would name it uh, Ichi. Yeah. You'd name it Ichi. You'd absolutely name yeah, it Ichi. Yeah, I probably would. It's pretty cute. Uh, point is, the show rocks, the characters rock. Um, Setting-wise, yeah, it's going all across the friggin' uh, galaxy. There's some episodes that are a little more bodily where they take place pretty much entirely on the ship. Ship's pretty big, though, the Bebop. Um, and then there's other ones that go, like, literally they'll start on one planet, go to another, and then go to some moon. They're just yep. jumping all around. Some of them are just in deep space, and they're exploring these different things and whatnot. Yep. It's really rad, and the world-bending in this show just kicks all the ass. There's so much... Like the tiny, these tiny things they do. There was a really great scene in one of my favorite episodes, Heavy Metal Queen, a series of scenes rather, where the amount of development they do, not only with where they are, and this is a little more on the characters, which I mean, we can go ahead and ease into, yeah. I guess. Uh, there's a bit where a character is, she's a space trucker, and she is calling out to the other truckers to try and figure out like where this dude is because the bounty hunters are chasing him. She's trying to help him out for whatever reason. And she like puts out the call and you cut to some dude in his truck and the amount of fucking personality you get from these set dressings where this dude is sitting there and there's like all these posters and there's like noodle stuff and like this guy's like clearly on some like teenager shit where he's got all these sexy ladies on his wall and he hasn't cleaned up there's just noodle things floating around through the cabin of through the freaking cab of his space truck and he's like blah mm -hmm. blah 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 saying some cut to another dude who's like shit is all perfectly clean and he's got like uh scrolls and shit like very traditional like japanese looking shit he says a bloody blah, blah then it cuts to another guy who shit is full of flowers and plants because he's Obviously, he's into, like, fucking uh, horticulture or whatever. It's like these tiny moments. You see these fuckers for five seconds each. Yeah. And you get so much personality. It's so impressive to me, the way yeah. they do this shit. Uh, anything to add on to that, Mr. Headache? Yeah. No, well, <laughs> the just the level of depth, yeah, mm -hmm. kind of what you're saying, that they go into everything. Yeah, man. Um, especially for, you know, 1998. Yeah, baby. The far off distant get, year of ninety eight. You, you get stuff now that we review and we give good scores that don't have the depth that this series does. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, even all all the villains, pretty much. I mean, there there are a couple that are eh, but for the most part, all of your your antagonists, episode to episode to episode, are mm -hmm. all pretty good. Yep. Um, and you get a feeling for every single one of them. There are characters that you run into that are are just you know. There for the episode that are little sides, you know, they may be the opposite to the villain or whatever. Mm -hmm. It may be the person they're trying to help, or you know, somebody that is looking for the bounty with them or something like that. Right. These characters are all, you know, you you get that full character in that episode, and they treat it like they treat their main characters, mm -hmm. like they want you to know who they are. And they, the show just does an exceptional job at conveying that and getting it done. You're absolutely correct. Yep. Um. I will say so there's there's a couple moments like I there's very it's very rare 
that you get a character in this show that's on the screen for even five seconds who you don't get a perhaps shocking level of development for. Like, you really get a feel for that character. I will say, mm, there's one that maybe doesn't get a whole bunch and just and they're there for a little while. We will probably talk about that a little later. Sure. Uh, billboard that one. But for the most part, like, the show just kind of kicks ass in every respect. Um, how about our main characters? You want to talk a little bit about them? I mean, they're, you know, maybe the greatest cast of all time in the show. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, you got Spike. They are they are who the tropes are designed around. Yes. Uh, you got Spike, who's like this just badass karate boy. He's got a gun. He kick a little ass. Moves like water, baby. You got to move like water. Did you see? I was like water. Um, he... <laughs> Oh, Roger made a face. Uh, he, he, the thing about Spike that I really love is that he is ostensibly your main character. Yeah. I mean, the whole cast is the main character, but he's like the main, main character. The show more or less begins and ends with him. Um, but like, there's this thing about him where he's kind of just a fucking punk. Like, he doesn't, he's very professional when he needs to be, except yeah. he's never he's professional. He's the most serious, not serious character of yeah. all time. And he kind of don't give a shit, ever. Like, there's entire bits where he's going on, he, there's a whole, one of my favorites, the whole episode, he's not after a bounty, he's not trying to get anything, it's just he was walking down the street, and this dude decided he wanted to fuck with Spike. And he tried to kill him, he almost killed him, and now Spike's like, well, I got to go kill that guy. And that's the episode. <laughs> like, and it's it has an amazing ending where, like, you know, this mysterious figure, this who's so strong and so fast and has so many weapons that Spike is fighting. And at the end of the episode, like, uh, I guess minor spoiler, Spike fucking wins because he's Spike. Um, and the whole time, Jet has been doing all this research, trying to figure out what this guy's deal is. And he calls up Spike right at the end. He says, hey, we figured out what you're up against. And Spike's just like, I don't need it anymore. Because he don't care. Because it don't matter. Because his part's done. He's done here. Yeah. And he's going back to the ship. There's only one thing he really cares about. And that's these figures from his past, who mm -hmm. you'll get a lot of that. Um, Jet, Jet kicks ass. Yeah. Jet's a he, former cop. He's a big, bald, bad boy. Yeah. Yeah. And he, you know, Jet is Jet is cool because he still adheres to kind of the, the cop in him. Mm -hmm. He's he's more or less the straight man for everyone else. Yeah. Like, he doesn't really fuck around too much. He's, he's the one who's always trying to keep things in line, not unlike a stereotypical yeah. police officer. He, he is, is not a loose cannon. He <laughs> is your neutral good. Yeah. Whereas Spike oh, okay. is your We're chaotic good. There We're getting go. into this. Yeah. We're doing the fucking... The D&D. The &D. Oh, yeah. no. We can't be doing grids on this. We can't do alignment charts on this. Are you kidding? We'll be here all night. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Jet is just... He's, he's very serious. He, again, like everyone's got their things in their past that you will get throughout this. And you'll have those like lore episodes that are all about the, like the mythology of these characters and getting in their past. And then sometimes you'll have those like one-off monster of the week type ones. And Jetman, like his whole deal with being a former cop and mm -hmm. seeing like the shit he went through is pretty intense. Yeah, it, it makes him to where he he can't fully, you know, 
he wants to grab and hold on to the people that he cares about, mm-hmm. but he never fully can do it. Yeah, because he's he's been like through it so many times. Yeah. He is like the quintessential, like we said, is kind of like a neo-noir type thing. He is that fucking dude like sitting in his office just smoking and drinking like he can't can't deal with like the shit that he's been through. Yeah. Ah, he's so good. I love this boy. Yeah. Good old good old Faye. Good old good old perpetual wedgie. Yeah. <laughs> Those fucking shorts are always up her ass. Damn. God damn. You know what? You- this is the 90s. They wanted to make her sexy. Yeah, this of is course, sexy, man. I guess. And they did a good job because I can't think of any kids that watch that show that did not have a big fat crush on Faye. See, I look at it now and I'm like, eh, no ass. Um, <laughs> but I get it. Um, but yeah, so mm-hmm. she's rad. She's got purple hair. <laughs> yeah. She's uh, got jiggle physics. She's got a little bit of jiggle physics. Uh, Faye. So it's it's. I can point at examples in here like. Uh, one of your favorite episodes, episode five, I can point at that mm-hmm. and say like, oh, she's a damsel in distress. And yet you see throughout the show that like she absolutely gets down and fucking dirty with it. She is often like instigating. She is yeah. m- a more than well, once. The whole reason the that she's in trouble this. is because she just she looked at something. And she's like, well, I'm going to take care of this shit myself. Exactly. Uh, and she just wasn't as slick as she thought she was. And no, and she's never as lucky as she yeah, thinks she yeah. is either. That, that's like the thing, too, is people early on, she gets introduced as, as if she's very lucky. And yes, they call her Lady I, Luck. I seriously can't think of other than surviving her getting lucky very many times hey, in the show. Hey, baby. Hey, buddy. You don't need luck it's if true. you know how to cheat. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, yeah. And that's what she's really fucking well, good And at. nobody in the show really gets all that lucky. You're not wrong. Yeah. Uh, but yes, Faye, Faye's rad. Um, and then you got uh, everybody's favorite, Edward Wong Hao Pepelo Tivruski IV, uh, who, which is apparently Ed's full name, uh, but Ed gave Ed that name. So what does Ed know? Uh, I. What can you fucking say about Ed? Yeah, Ed is. She's wild, man. She's just this weird little gremlin of a character who like is introduced in a pretty fun episode. Uh, and then like the next, uh, is it the next episode where they have someone like chained up? It's like not shortly thereafter where they have someone like chained up like a bounty and Ed jumps out, is just staring at him and then starts biting them like an actual dog. Yeah. She's, uh, Donnie Thornberry's uh, older, smarter sister. Holy shit. Yes. And she's also (laughs) a fucking genius who can hack anything because of course she is. Oh my God. Ed's. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, and then there's Ayn, who's Ein. the best dog, the best who's boy. He's also a genius. The goodest boy. He's a data <laughs> dog, whatever that means. Like, throughout the whole thing, it's like there's these moments where it seems like Ayn knows what's happening. And then you literally watch this motherfucker jump into VR and hack a computer at one point. And I was like, oh, okay. That dog can do that? Yep. <laughs> yeah, dog can do that. Hey, man, what the dog doing? Kicking ass, apparently. Why do you think so many people wanted that damn dog? You want that damn dog? Uh, get a load of that dog. Uh, yeah, I'm, but that I'm is, dread. That is our motley crew. That is our motley crew. That is our 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 main uh, group, uh, who every episode more or less uh, centers around. Some more than others for some mm-hmm. episodes, but for the most parts, it's these kids. Uh, and I think it's interesting that like, as much as I love Ed, Ed doesn't show up until episode nine. Yeah. It goes that's, that that's far the thing in. about you know the live action is people are worried that Ed's not going to be there, but I mean, if if they follow it somewhat, Ed doesn't show up until a little bit later. Yeah, 
You know, most time you look back on it, you think Ed's there by episode, you know, six or so. No, it's no. way late. Yeah. It's almost halfway through. Almost halfway through before Damn Ed near. shows up. Yeah. <sighs> Good old Ed. Um, but that is one of the main complaints I've seen about the live action so far. It's like, oh, they're gonna admit Ed. Oh, they're gonna admit Ed. But eh, maybe I'm I'm gonna I'm assuming that they're gonna do more than one season for this. Probably because it's Netflix. All right. Uh, how about that art and animation? Um, it holds up to this very day. It's really fucking good. It's you know it's cel shaded animation. They took time. They drew all this stuff out. They animated it all out by mm-hmm. painting it and flipping the frames and cells and stuff. It's Mm-hmm. And it just it's it's gorgeous to look at. Yeah, it there, still looks freaking amazing. There is every now and then you'll get some that's like you know this is a little bit of CG like when they're passing by a big planet slowly rotating. Yeah. It's pretty few and far between. It's never super jarring. I don't think. Yeah, it's it's not really. And I mean, there's so little of it. It's just yeah. There's moments I remember we didn't just have being like, very huh. much technology. You know. At that point, it wasn't until 2000 or 2001. Yeah, it's not like which, you're. Yeah. It's not like you're watching Vector Man when you look at this. But yeah, man. Yeah, you know it's it's going on. Um, but yeah, the animation itself is just so fucking good, and they do a decent. They do these things where like they'll be in these like smoky rooms, and they'll just have like a whole filter of just what looks like smoke wisping over everything, mm-hmm. and it just gives it a layer of like depth that I really enjoy. Yeah, and the way that the ships move through mm-hmm. space. The uh, the galaxies and stars and stuff in the background yeah, when they move into hyperspeed and stuff, just the way that everything looks, it it all ties together so well. It's really good. And you know they it's it's another thing that they use to add just so much detail into every little thing they did in the mm-hmm. show. It's another very impressive quality about the show. It just you can tell that love went into the show and they spent a lot of time on it. Yeah, man. Um... All right, so I could talk for like three hours just about the next category. So the music is incredible. Yeah, it's so good. The music and soundtrack in this one is once again there are shows that uh, we there, you there can't are touch shows it. that we give a two on the the soundtrack. Yes, that are not on the level that the Cowboy Bebop soundtrack yes. is. Like. I was telling Roger before this. I said like if we were gonna score this, I said before I don't want to do any screwy scores. I don't want to do any like you know. Point fives. I don't want to do anything like uh, or point two fives or anything like that. I don't want to go over or under, you know, our regular two points for each thing. But if I was to, this one would get a fucking three on music. Yeah, like Yoko Kano, the goddamn seatbelts, like gonna be there for the the live action too. Yeah, yeah. Yoko Kano's attached. Uh, That's all I really care about for the live action. As long as it's got some good music in it, I'm set. But my god, it's all just so fucking good. Um. It was I was I think I was getting on my girlfriend's nerves a little bit because we watched the whole thing together, the whole like show and the amount of times I would be like, oh, this is that song, this or this is the this song is called that because I had the shit like I. Yeah, she's like, I just Brandon, had the whole fucking thing. I don't fucking care. I know she don't, but I love it. <laughs> The amount of times I was like, oh, this song uh, is called The Egg and I. It's really great travel music. Whenever they're exploring some stuff, they'll play this. Ah, this one, you may think, sounds familiar to that last one. This one's actually called The Egg and You. Aha, pretty fun, pretty fun little thing they did there. It's kind of like that other one, but uh, with, uh, you know, uh, just all piano instead of the bagpipes and uh, guitar. And I'm like, man, I'm annoying, right? I'll shut up now. (laughs) Point is, it's fucking great. Yeah. Uh, Thank God, like, a, a few months back, uh, they put the whole fucking soundtrack yeah. for Cowboy Bebop. I mean, now, there are some tracks that have never been released. There's very right. few, but there are some. 
But for the most part, the whole thing is on Spotify. You can look it all up, and I recommend anyone do so because it's just that good. Yeah, and also, you know, arguably the greatest intro and outros of all time. It's Yeah. It, yeah. It doesn't get much more iconic of bringing a show in than Tank. Tank is just so fucking good. Like, it just shoots you in the face yeah. right at the beginning with those horns. Like, damn, dude. And the real folk blues is what made me really enjoy Japanese music. Mm -hmm. Made me really enjoy, you know, like, I have, I listen more than anything on my phone these days or in my car when I listen to music and not a podcast. Uh, I have my anime playlist, and I don't understand most of the words that are happening in this in this playlist of you know a hundred something songs but man it's you know this is a this is a song that made me realize that foreign music is you know so many people around here don't listen to anything that they can't understand yeah i get that. it's absolutely just gibberish to them if they don't know if they can't understand the words or anything like that mm -hmm. they can't appreciate the music you gotta just just let but it wash is, over you. This baby. is the song that got me into where I was able to open my mind into appreciating mm -hmm. other things. Certainly, a level of understanding uh, of, would be of nice. Music like yeah, that. yeah. Certainly, some understanding of like what is being said would well, be nice sometimes. Well, and they do sprinkle in a little English yeah. in there too, it's, so it you know which great. part you can fucking sing. The real folk. Yeah. Stupid ass. Uh, and then they do they do have a few like where they they mix in like actual they have uh, the singing sea is one of my favorite tracks uh, and it's performed in English by I pulled up the name here uh, Tulivu Donna Cumberbatch who is a straight up jazz singer from Brooklyn man uh, that song kicks ass that's the one that I think it plays uh, during one of Jet's episodes um, and it's like the whole song is just contradictions like it's talking about things that can't exist like. Um, I don't know, like the singing sea and the talking trees and how they're silent, but in a noisy way, like that kind of shit. It's fucking beautiful. Uh, and again, that's a song that is actually used uh, in a, uh, there's a music box version called Stella by Moore that's really good as well. Yeah. Uh, that Tell same me more, melody, sir. that same melody is also, okay, I'll stop. But point is, the music's all very good. It yeah, has these melodies and these motifs that they'll use among different tracks that all sound so fucking good. Uh, and it's, it's like that kind of shit where like, you know, I'll listen to a video game soundtrack and like you'll hear like this little like dun -dun 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 -dun, like that thing and you're like, oh, that's the army song. Yeah, and, and then they'll have like the same thing, but in like the villains track, it's like, ooh, but it's more deep and evil. So, you know, they're related. They do that kind of shit throughout this show constantly. And the way this show was con composed and all the stuff was put in it, like the soundtrack, inspired so many things beyond it. It, it oh, makes yeah. you wonder, like, if this didn't exist, what would soundtracks sound like today? Yeah. Would they be at the level that they are? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. I mean, I can I can understand if people want to argue, you know, the the upper echelon of soundtracks and music, sound design and stuff in shows. Mm -hmm. Like, if you wanted to, you know, people had an argument about which is better between this or Fooly Cooly. I could I could understand the argument, you know. Yeah, I think. Uh, but go ahead. I just I don't know, like you know, for an expanded, you know, twenty six episode long series. Was it, it's kind of about 25 or 26? Uh, 26? Let me look it up. I think it's 26. That sounds right. Um, but, you know, obviously, Fooly Cooly is not that long. It's it's really powerful. And, you, you know, Fooly Cooly came out later, so maybe it had some inspiration yeah, from this. That I don't know. I just don't know where sound design and music in shows mm -hmm. would be. Because before this, there wasn't much like it. 
Yeah. Not that I've seen. I mean, I know there's a whole world of oh, anime. Oh, yeah. There's a whole... seen pre-1998. Yes. I've seen a lot, but nothing that, you know, hits on this level. Yeah. This is, like, practically, a you know, an older movie, you know, pre-98 movie in every song. Mm. Or in every episode. Sorry. Yeah, totally. Because my... my, my uh, bonk your your brain damage. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh... But yeah, like um, the the whole like uh, soundtrack con uh, discussion between like Cowboy Bebop Fully Cooley is one that I've always enjoyed having because it's the question of um, original music uh, that was made for this thing versus uh, like tracks music placed in. Yes, yeah. and sure. see that's the thing. Like, don't get me wrong. So the big thing with Fully Cooley is like a lot of those scenes. The reason they look like fucking music videos is because they are. They knew yeah. I want to use this track, and they design the animation around the track, sure. um, rather than going the other way around. Uh, it does like kind of put in the, the what came first, the chicken or the egg kind of yeah. argument. Yeah, it's like the question of like if I'm playing uh, what's a video. God of War. I'm playing the that last God of War game, and there's these epic sweeping tracks during the fights and stuff, and like they get you pumped. And it's just the right kind of music to get you into it. Our Final Fantasy, where like they'll have the different tracks that for the different moods and like how those those are all made for that and they sound great. Versus playing a Grand Theft Auto and just driving around rocking out to whatever mm -hmm. song while you're shooting somebody. It both feels good. Yeah, listen to Hellraiser or something. Hell yeah, dude. I did download uh, San see, Andreas I, on Game Pass. Oh, hell yeah. No, I like uh, I like Vice City because that's got all the sweet 80s tunes. Uh, but yes, San Andreas is actually my favorite of those three. Uh, but yeah, it's like it's like that, man. It's like they're both good in different ways. But on this one, oh, baby, I love me some Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the final category that Good Buddies Wiggle Room with, which doesn't matter because we're not really scoring that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll start here. It, I mean, Cowboy Bebop is iconic. Yeah. Most people know it. Yeah. It got a world of people into anime. Oh, absolutely. It, you know, it is one of the early shows that kind of transcended, you know, maybe people that didn't so much like other anime. They didn't watch Dragon Ball Z. They didn't draw, watch Sailor Moon. Cowboy Bebop was there and they could watch and enjoy it mm -hmm. because it has a certain level of adultness to it. Yeah. Um, and then... Beyond that, the show, the way that it holds up, the way that it, you know, like, a lot of people really enjoyed Star Trek and Star Wars. Mm -hmm. It's what got them into the idea of exploring space, um, the genre of space and science fiction. I saw that stuff. I never cared for Star Trek that much. Mm -hmm. um, I never cared for Stargate very much. I never cared for Star Wars very much, to be totally honest with you. I like it as much as the next random casual Star mm -hmm. Wars viewer, mm -hmm. but you put you put me in a room with Cowboy Bebop or Outlaw Star. I was gonna say I know it's Outlaw Star. <laughs> I mean, those are what brought me into it. That's those are, the those ones, are what baby. made me fascinated with space. Mm -hmm. It wasn't science or any show or shit like. Well, it was a show, but any live action show or movie series, giant yeah, man. franchise. It was Cowboy Bebop, and it was so Outlaw good. Star. So good. Um, it's what makes, in my in my mind, space travel and stuff like that is all based around these two shows. That's that's yeah. what I want. Hell yeah! That's how I see it. It's and it's exciting. And the show uh, maintains the that same level of excitement. Albeit, I will go ahead and say that I only watched about half the show. Brandon watched all of it. Oh yeah, I watched. And I think Brandon. I already said this to him. Real, I, real quick, watch half the show. For this review, yeah. you've seen the whole thing. I've seen the whole thing several times. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
But Brandon did have somebody to watch with, and for whatever reason... It's a little more fun. Yeah, for whatever reason, I couldn't get Kat to sit down for more than an episode or so. Yeah. And then she was ready to bounce, you know, yeah. whereas I know whenever Kat is in binge mode. Oh, yeah. I know when she's ready to... Man, if if there was an unlimited supply of... Uh, Vampire dies in no time. We would be watching it nonstop. It's very funny. <laughs> she is, she is hey, drawn no, to that show. No ramble this week. Check out Vampire Dies in no Yeah. Time. <laughs> that show is fucking hilarious. It's very funny. But, you know, I could tell, like, you know, I, it's not that I don't think that she wasn't into it. It's that she just didn't have, you know, the time. She's got a lot of stuff to do. Yeah, totally. And I think with the age on it, too, she's used to a certain level of polish that Cowboy Bebop admittedly doesn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the time that it was made. So yeah. it holds up very well. Oh, yeah. I would never deduct points from it. But I didn't get the same experience as Brandon to go through all of it because I was watching most of it by myself. And I'm like, well, this is not fun. Like, I can quote this to myself or I can remember something out loud to myself. <laughs> but, you know, like, it would be fun to have somebody Poor to talk to about Roger, it. so lonely and alone. So, yeah, I was very lonely He's the alone. real life Hattori Bochi. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm not going to try to... to on a better day, I could form my thoughts a lot better. Yeah. Um, but today is, without, without today a, is not Without a concussion. Day. Yeah. And the ultimate point of this was to, you know, so we would have this on our belt done. We could talk about it. We could tell everybody how much that we love it. And if you haven't seen it, to go see it. Yeah. Check it out. You absolutely should. And to, to brace and get ready for what is... Maybe the most bold anime adaptation of all time. Perhaps. Yeah. We we will see. I don't, will it be the best? I don't know. But bold? Man, you really fucking around. you trying to make a live action Cowboy Bebop. And so far, everything they showed, they does have that love and care that it seems like it should. It's looking pretty sweet. Um, it I, looks like everybody working on the show is into the anime. Oh, yeah. They're so. big fans, clearly. Uh, yeah. Um, Genesis Quawise, I don't really have anything else to add. It just kicks ass. It's mm-hmm. just that good. Uh, like I said before, this is my this is Brandon's comfort anime. Brandon just likes to put this one on and have fun. It's got, I will say this, if I was gonna like try to do one of these, here's my uh fucking uh GameSpot review uh with the line they always like to drop. It's got a little something for everyone. <laughs> because it fucking does. It really does. It has an easily, a pretty simple, I'll admit, a pretty simple to enjoy, a pretty simple to digest, let's say, sense of humor. There's nothing in here that's really going to challenge you all that hard, um, but it it's very funny. Uh, it's got its cutesy moments with the fucking dog, and the and there's other animals that show up every now and then, and they have fun. And uh, it's got those sad moments for those people it's that like to cry. It, yeah, and I, you know I love to cry. It's got those sad moments. It's got those uh, actiony bits galore. The fight scenes, the when, shocking moments. <gasps> yeah, man, when like stuff just happens, it's got a little bit of sexy. It's got at least two. I'll say two and a half. Fucking grade A horror episodes, and even those have a little bit of humor in them. Uh, well, one of them does anyway. Uh, but yeah, it's just it kicks a little bit ass. Um, and it's very good. Uh, there is one thing I wanted to talk about with you, uh, that I talked about a little bit earlier. I thought this would be fun. So if you had to choose, if you had to choose, do you have, could you pick one favorite episode 
and one least favorite yeah, episode. I would I would really have to I would really have to dig through and go through the whole thing to think of my least yeah. favorite episode. Yeah. I know my favorite episode is episode five, Ballad of Fallen Angels. Okay. Yeah. That one kicks ass. I mean, it's got the iconic imagery from the whole entire show too. Mm-hmm. It's got the church scene. Oh baby, when Green Bird hits. Yeah. Just go ahead and talk about. It. Yeah, it's it, it does. It's got that. What I, I said to you is that the interaction between the characters, the the fact that the team is I'll coming stop. together and they still, you know, they're trying to fill each other out and they're they're there for each other. Yes. Their interactions are amazing in that episode. Whether or not they fully enjoy yeah. each other's company or not yet, you have these these three uh, people who are just kind of rotating around each other and are at a point forced to interact and yeah. they seem to actually care about you each here other. for me you're not here for me i don't know am i here for you it's just very good dude the way that it's written is very good and then that's when you first get kind of the flashes into spike's past mm-hmm. um yeah there's like and it builds the mystery for the whole show like yeah. that episode does more than almost anything else you know for the uh kind of crux of the show the the path that the show is going to follow yeah i don't know if that makes sense or not oh i get it yeah yeah. uh for me if i had to pick a single one favorite uh it is Mm. like there's so many that i absolutely love i could i could go through and name a whole bunch of them but uh that is not what we're here for so i will say my favorite is there's an episode right toward the end that i admittedly i know a, a I've, I've looked a little bit online like is there a universally loved or hated episode uh and this one is like one of the least popular ones actually but i fucking love it because i love it when you get goofy uh and my i think if i had to pick a favorite it's probably cowboy funk which is right toward the end when uh oh what's that motherfucker's name hang on i gotta look this up he ends up changing it to Musashi by the end. Uh, Andy. Andy shows up, and Andy is basically if Spike was completely clueless. And these two characters hate each other and end up having a big old... They're both trying to get the teddy bomber at the same time, and they keep getting in each other's way and fighting amongst themselves to the point that by the end of it they are right there in front of the teddy bomber they know where he's going to attack he's right there and spike shows up and he's like haha so you're here to hear my uh to hear why i did all this he's like hey shut up and then he hears the whistle here comes andy and they just start fighting they do not care about this dude the episode is fucking hilarious. I love it when they have a funny episode toward the end. They did in Dororo where they had yeah. like the weird like uh the one where like Dor- uh fucking uh oh shit what's his name it's not dororo oh god damn it um the the main character the main guy um god, oh shit uh, now that you got me on the spot haha we fucked up uh Mr. Maru, something something maru um yeah yakimaru yeah i think it is yakimaru something like that uh where that dude like gets yakimaru yakimaru yeah. that guy gets fucked up by a fucking goblin or something and it fucks with his head and he ends up like almost marrying a girl and it's real goofy and funny they do one of those. They do one of those, but it's in Cowboy Bebop, and it's hilarious. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love those horror ones, too, and I'm not a big horror guy, but fucking Pearl of Fowl, Toys in the Attic, those ones kick ass. Mm-hmm. But I love Cowboy Funk. It is absolutely hilarious. Um, 
Is, okay, and which one is the one that is universally disliked? So, do you have a least favorite, first of all? Or do you think that's it? It's, yeah, I, well, it's hard. It's really hard for me to... I don't know. Yeah. I can't think of an episode that I didn't actually like. I'm not going to say universally disliked, but if you look up what's the worst Cowboy Bebop episode, almost everybody says it's the one right before Cowboy Funk, which is called Boogie Woogie Feng Shui. Um, for a number of reasons. For one, it doesn't... It pretty much tells you almost nothing you didn't already know. In a, in a show that, like, almost every episode is giving you a new character and an interesting character and a new way the world works and something new about these characters you already knew to further develop them and deepen what you know about them, this one does almost none of that, and it introduces a character that doesn't get a whole lot of development, uh... And also, there's kind of a weird thing, because it's a Jet-centric episode, but he's looking for his friend, and he meets his friend's daughter, and uh, there's a couple moments where, like, the rest of the crew is like, wait, is that, you think he's going after this young girl? And it's like, all right, that's a little weird. That's a little weird that that's what we're talking about. And then at one point, Jet, said, Jet has a line in that episode where... Uh, oh, I can't remember exactly what led to this, but... The girl says something like, um, you know, he about how he's older than her. And she and he's like, well, I'm not that old. I mean, I, I could be your mother, uh, your big brother. Heck, I could even be your boyfriend. And then he's like, wait, why did I say that? And it's like, hey, that's kind of weird. It's a weird episode. Yeah. So I get why people I don't get like it. I that I don't think one. there was anything outright offensive in that episode. I don't think though. so either, but I understand why in a show that is so fucking good yeah. that you can look at that one and say it's just kind of okay. Um, I, I totally get that. I will say the actual correct answer for the worst episode is the final episode because that means it's over. Yeah. You want more. I want more. Uh, and we're going to get more with this live action thing. Um, what do you think, man? You got anything else to add on there? Not really, man. It's, uh, it's just... It's a great show. It's a really good show. If somehow you've never seen Cowboy Bebop, it's on the Netflix. Yeah. Watch it. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah, you should watch it. It's you it's, get you can it's, get it's a must watch, really. Baby, you can get the Blu-ray from the Target for like twenty five dollars. That's less than a dollar an episode. That's a great fucking deal. Yeah. <laughs> it's got two two parters in here and they're both really goddamn good. One's right oh, in the middle, yeah. one's right at the end. The one right in the middle is very oh good. Oh, my God. Uh, what is that? Uh, Jupiter Jazz. Yeah, Jupiter oh my Jazz God. one and two. Oh, my God. Fucking, fucking, fucking grim, dude. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Fucking grim. Oh. You, does that tie anything in at all with the uh, kind of the physics they have in Carol and Tuesday? Uh. I know the universes are combined. It's just earlier. Yeah. But, you know, you know, on Mars how some people become become like uh oh yeah. that is kind of a thing yeah. isn't it yeah there was a whole thing in carol and tuesday where like the atmosphere basically uh fucked with this one character that's what i was wondering dude yeah. I, I was like i don't i don't know if, i like, never actually is, thought yeah. of that um but see that's the thing it wasn't the atmosphere that fucked with grin and it, yeah. it was it was like straight up experimentation with yeah. chemicals and shit but I could see how that would be a thing. Uh, we're dancing around, like I actually well, say, but basically, like, there's these characters in each of those shows who are uh, assigned one gender and through no choice of their own, really, um, yeah. end up uh, more trending to the other, to a different one yeah. in the show. So there you go. 
Um, I, you know, well, I'm thinking Carolyn Tuesday too. It's not just the atmosphere. They're, like there's something. Yeah, there was something up. It yeah, was like something like taking, with the They take a medication or something like that to help. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. I never thought about that. Huh? I just I didn't I didn't know because I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was not odd. Odd probably isn't the word that I'm looking for, but I thought that it was just a a strange parallel. Yeah, yeah, I get that. That may be totally unrelated, but yeah, maybe. It's interesting though. Yeah, I don't know. They pointed out something similar in both shows. I guess. Is yeah, the, you're not yeah. wrong. Yeah, that's pretty. I never yeah. thought about that. Anyway, show kicks ass. Uh, Whip's a little ass, dude. I don't know what else to say about it. It's just very good. If uh, somehow you haven't jazz seen it. episodes could be my favorite, too. They're really fucking it's good. Hard to, it's hard to pick. They're really, really good. I, I think Ballad of Fallen Angels is the best episode. But... You, got, you got Julius in there. Julius is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like, Spike goes out there trying to find Julia, ends up running to uh, what is clearly a, a cross-dressing prostitute named Julius. Yeah. Who is like, uh, and then his uh, Julius's friends show up and they're like, "Hey, you got somebody?" He's like, "Can't you see he's straight?" It's like, God, this is so good. Uh, that's also the episode where uh, Spike drops the immortal line where someone's trying to rob him and he says, "Do I look like I got money?" It's so fucking. Good. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking good. Uh, anyway, okay, I think that does it. Yeah. Um, we're not rating, giving scores to Cowboy yeah, Bebop because it's Cowboy motherfucking Bebop. It's a 10. It's, Whatever, a 10 out of t- yeah. it's an 11. It goes up to 11. But why don't you just make 10 louder? Yeah, but these go to 11. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and call it there. Uh, next week. Next week, we're doing Way of the House Husband. Part, part two. 2. Yeah, they dropped the rest yeah, of it exciting. a little while ago. I, have, I stopped watching it. Uh, but I did already watch a couple of episodes. I haven't seen any of it. Yet. So. Yeah. So uh, me and me and Haley watched through the first half. So we'll have to check that one out pretty soon. Uh, but we're going to talk about that one next week. We will get on to it. For now, though, uh, we're going to hit some plugs and bust on yeah, that. Hold here. on. Before we do that, we do have uh, a question that I want to answer. Oh, ho, ho. We got a question from our good buddy Josh. Questions. I don't want to forget it just because I got bonked. I can still answer this question because I thought about it pre bonk. Mm hmm. Um, this guy. He says, um, uh, What year has been your favorite for anime? His answer is, it's probably going to, or he said, probably going to need to look at a few shows beforehand. It's uh, 2011 for him. Madoka, Fate Zero, uh, Nichoju, uh, Science Gate, Yuri Yuri, and some other well-regarded shows he hasn't seen yet. But, um, I mean, I do know that 2011 is a pretty well-loved year. I think 2012 is also very loved. I don't remember which year is, like, the generally accepted best year for anime at this point uh i mean now there have been a good few the last few years have been very good for anime yeah uh, my answer while brandon is trying to figure out what his answer is because you know i you know i don't know uh, your boy's got to answer 2019 okay 2019 the year of domestic girlfriend you son of a bitch but also the year that i uh it's when the second season of Mob Psycho 100 mm-hmm. came out, yeah, and that got me into Mob Psycho altogether, uh, which became one of my current, like you know, modern, modern, uh, I guess, anime, current anime favorites or whatever of all time. You know, I really, I do love Mob Psycho 100. It is in my top five. It's really fucking good. Um, but yeah, that that's an excellent year. There's so many good shows in there. Um, I should have had a list prepared. For, oh, I've got one right here. Yeah. Um, so for me, I was having trouble thinking about this because I we started doing this podcast in what, like 20, 
2018. 2018, yeah. Um, and the thing is, I hadn't watched a ton of anime before that. Like, I'd seen a few shows, but I wasn't, like, watching as heavily as I have been. So, for me, I'm like, it's got to be, like, 2018 or up, probably, just because I've seen more stuff from sure. them. And 2018 has some fucking bangers. You got Devilman Crybaby, Violet Evergarden, Sells at Work, um, Megalobox, Gretzko, Hinamatsuri. Really good stuff. Uh, um, Love, Love is War was 2019. Uh, yeah, Doctor that's I was, was I was just going to get yeah. to. I think probably for me it is it is 2019 as well, though. Because, I mean, yeah. Oh. Hang on. Let me read. You got Time I Got Reincarnated as Slime, Promise Neverland Season 1. One of the few shows we gave so a 10 is on there. Yes, yes. I was just getting to it. It's <laughs> Sarah's Sarah Zanma, Sarah motherfucking Zanmai. <laughs> yeah, Sarah's Zanmai kicks all the ass. Uh, but then you've also got, like, some of my, like... Le- I will say like less well known, but still some of my favorites. Like Oh Maidens in Your Savage Season is on there. Finland Saga. Finland Saga kicks so much ass, and I can't tell you how. Like I was actually looking up Finland oh. Saga stuff because they one apparently have confirmed there is going to be a season two. Two, there's a Blu-ray out that has the. Uh, it seems, as far as I can tell, this Blu-ray is the only way to get the English dub that exists. But three, when I was about to order that Blu-ray, I was like, oh, by the way, there's a special edition of this season one Blu-ray coming out soon. I was like, but when, though? I don't know, but it's coming. So I guess I'm going to wait for that. Uh, but yes, Villain Saga kicks so much ass. Slime, people love Slime. That yeah, was Slime's good. Demon the Slayer. The first season of Promise Neverland. Yeah, Demon Slayer. A sense of a Bookworm's pretty good. You my Roommate is a Cat. I know you love My Roommate is a Cat. What? When did um? Hang on. You remember, dude, that whole year, that whole well, so season you were trying to, you're trying to set me up. I was like, yo, it just felt like you got a show about a cute animal. It seems like the easy thing to do is just kill the anime. And since then, we have seen in an episode how well I handle the death of animals. Oh, I knew it would be bad. (laughs) I knew it would be bad. I kind of wish they'd done it just to really fuck you. I had a total meltdown in the Wonder Egg Priority episode. Go check that one out if you have not. Yes, you absolutely lost your entire shit, and it was pretty fucking funny. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm still pretty torn between 2018 and 2019, but I think I would give the edge to 2019. No, I'm looking at 2018. I'm like, got Zombieland Saga... You got a place further Devil than the Man universe, Cry, yeah. Place further than the universe. If I know you haven't seen that one, that show is so goddamn good. It's like a simple ass slice of life with a really ridiculous plot where it's a bunch of girls who are friends and they want to go to Antarctica. Yeah. That's the show. It's so good. Um, I think Gretzko was 2018. Yeah, well. it was. I was. I was looking at that a second ago. I probably. Mm, that's a toughie. But it's definitely between the 2018 and 2019. I'm gonna it give really, the. It really comes down. Do you want to pick the year with domestic girlfriend? Or without domestic girlfriend. All right. Well, you've torn me. I guess it's 2018. Right I guess it's 2018 then, because well, fuck Roger. You know who has I'll say the right 2018. Ju- I'll say 2018 just because you said 2019. Just because he just likes so we, to be Just wrong. so we can have different answers, <laughs> sir. But no, 2019 had a bunch of good stuff, too. Yeah. But that's, that's what I'm yeah. going with. Uh, thank you so much, Josh, for the question. Love getting questions. Yeah, man. 
really if you want to, it really brought out the best in us, you know. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, if anyone Thank else God out there, I thought about that pre-bonk. This guy. If anyone else wants to give us uh, some questions that we can answer on the on yeah, the air, like there's a number of different ways to do that. Uh, you can leave us a comment if you're checking us out on YouTube. Josh uh, asked on our Discord. Yes, there's the Discord. All the links to these description below. Um, pretty much anywhere you see the Good Buddies Anime Podcast, that's us. So go ahead and leave a comment, five stars, thumbs up, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, we do have the Facebook and the Twitter and all that stuff. Some of which we use more than others. Uh, but the easiest way is, of course, to leave a comment on the YouTube page uh, or to uh, shoot up uh, into the Discord and jump on in there and have a good old time. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We love hearing from you guys. Again, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, no ramble this week. Whoops. Yeah. Uh, we'll maybe get one I next got week. Bonked, baby. The boy got bonked and he's My having he's hurting. having a bad time. Just you gotta you. It'd be hurt. I dude. will take you to the doctor. No, all dude, right? it's fine. I've got some I money. I really don't think it's a big deal. If I thought that it was a big deal, <sighs> if I truly believed that this was something serious, all right, man, I'm just I would go to the hospital. I'm just gonna say it right now, like y'all hear me pleading with this boy. So, God forbid something happens. I tried. It was maybe a two foot fall. It was a a don't. It was. It was a My Hero Academia deck box for the card game. Oh, no wonder. So that it has... Now, these decks, it comes with two decks Baby, inside. baby, you got Oklahoma smashed. I got Oklahoma smashed, <laughs> dude. Or what, whatever they say. They use the heavy-duty cardboard. You know, like when you get a really oh, nice board no. game and you open up that lid, you're like, damn, this is a heavy-duty Did he hit lid. you with the corner? Is that what the spot right is? Right in the corner, oh, dude. Oh, no. It, it, it tumbled down. It did a little spiral. I only imagine they came in like an axe conked me right in the head about three people saw so it was you know initially not only did it actually fucking hurt you were getting also, laughed at it also hurt my feelings because people saw me and then olivia was very upset about it my co-worker olivia who's just amazing to work with she's a little sweetheart yeah she she felt so bad i'm like please do not feel bad that's making me feel worse oh baby boy oh um and I was reaching something because the customer had asked for her asked her a question on the price of something. And I'm taller, so I was reaching up to get it. And then me being dumb, I was being impatient, and I jerked something down and knocked the box on my head. So you're saying she felt bad because she feels like it's her fault? Kind of, yes. Well, it is her fault. But it is not her fault. <laughs> no, it it's is not absolutely her fault. not her fault. No, that's terrible. Uh, well, I hope you don't die. I think I'm going to be okay, dude. Today was All right, man. Today was fine, other than the headache and Look, you just, know, occasional like slight confusion. Just give me your logins and everything so I can delete this episode if you do die, because now it sounds like I'm I'm just I'm just <laughs> making it happen. They're like, why didn't Brandon take him to the hospital? No matter I what, I'm fucking trying. Y'all <laughs> hear me? Anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening. Like, comment, subscribe, click that bell, swing ding your dong. And if you're checking us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, please give us a uh, five stars and a comment. We'd really appreciate it. it helps us. Uh, you know, spread the word and get more people in here listening. Tell your friends if they're into Aminis. Uh It's always a good time. I had a lady uh, at the job a couple weeks ago. She was wearing a uh, Demon Slayer shirt that was uh, the pig boy whose name escapes me. And I can't remember it. Inosuke. Inosuke. I can never remember his name, but he is my favorite. And I said, ah, you have the best boy on your shirt. And she was like, oh, yeah, you like Demon Slayer? And I was like, yeah, I like Demon Slayer. Me and my buddy do a podcast. We talk about it sometimes. She's like, oh, shit, what's your podcast? You see that? It's that easy to tell people about this podcast yeah. you enjoy. Uh, and they can check it out and listen. And if she's listening right now, 
Hope you didn't hate it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> thank it you for might not have been a good week to start. <laughs> yeah. Maybe try the last week think? or the week before. I was just thinking, like, at the beginning, we were like, I'm a good buddy, Roger. I'm a good buddy, Brandon. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. How's it going? And, like, if, that was, if this is their first episode, they're just like, these guys just call each other buddy all the time. What a couple yeah. of fucking weird. Everybody's <laughs> our buddy. We're all buddies here. Yeah. Good buddies. Google gobble. We accept you. One of us. One of us. Anyway, uh, yeah, I think that about does it for the regular plugs. Again, links in the description. Thank you so much for listening. We do want to give a shout-out to our musicians. Thank you to the Mary Janes, a.k.a. Uh, Married with Sea Monsters. I said it backwards this time. Ha-ha. Uh, for the use of our opening theme song, Paper Doll. That band doesn't exist anymore, but you can find their music on Spotify and so many other Hot Fire tracks like Paper Doll only on marriedwithseamonsters.bandcamp.com. Thank you so much, Married with Sea Monsters, a.k.a. Joe Mary Janes. We also want to give a shout out to Haas, who does the uh, closing theme on the YouTube show. Uh, that is called The Buddy's Good. Thanks again, Haas. Uh, you can find Haas at Thomas Tastes Better, all one word, on Instagram, and at Dungeon Witch on YouTube. That's Thomas Tastes Better on Instagram and Dungeon Witch on YouTube. Thank you again, Haas. And finally, a shout out to our good buddy, A Petty Theft. <laughs> I was like, how's he going to make this about him getting bonked on the head? There it was. Uh, that is how it's pronounced, question mark. Two P's at the beginning, two T's at the end. Thank you, Papetti Theft, for the use of our closing theme on the uh, audio portion of the show, the podcast, uh, which we are still calling Sweet Anime Dreams. One more time, you can find Papetti Theft at Twitter and on SoundCloud at Papetti Theft. And I think that about does it. We're good to go. Uh, do you have one to take us out on, big boy? And is it going to be about getting bonked? I mean, if I take us out on one, it's just going to be the word bonk. All right. Because I got bonked, dude. I got fucking bonked. You it should. sucks, but I don't ever want to get bonked again. And I want people to see where my good buddy AJ was there. I think he saw me get bonked, too. Aw, baby boy. Yeah. Everybody see me getting bonked. Hurt my feelings because I got bonked in front of people. You should you should really check out uh, that Ranking of Kings show. There's a pretty good bonking in that episode. Yeah, that hit, me, hit me my, my stupid receding hairline head. Just fucking hate it, dude. I just fucking hate everything. You're gonna be okay, buddy. Bonk. Unless you're not. Uh, so from all of us here at the <laughs> Good Buddies Universe, I am your good buddy Brandon, and I am your good buddy Roger. Bonk. Are you my Are you my bonk buddy, Roger? Yeah. This is. You want to get bonked, dude? Looking to get bonked tonight? <laughs> wait, wait. Bonking, what? A, let's let's bring friends. back a classic. Ah ah ah! Count the bonkula. Yeah, count bonkula. Bonk.